You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Organic Fitness Podcast. Uh, I have my latest guest here, Brian, all the way from international man himself. So, Brian, I just want you to tell the listeners firstly a little bit about yourself, a small bit about your background and what you're doing. We'll get into the couple of questions then after that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm from North Carolina. I grew up here in the States and uh, I actually lived in England for, for a couple of years way back when. So I've been over the pond there. And um, yeah, I guess by day I'm a computer software guy. I'm a chief technology officer and help out a lot of uh, different companies um, with that regard. And that's my career. And um, I don't know, 10 years ago, discovered this vegetarian, vegan, plant-based lifestyle and um, have been creeping more and more towards that every year that's gone by and and uh, built my brand here a little bit. And and yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. So nice to meet you, Coleman. Yeah, it's good, good to connect. That's what I'm talking about. I love social media in this way and it's fun. People can connect, right? The majority of people straight off the bat are going to ask the question, if you're going plant-based, where's your protein coming from? I talk a lot about that. Where's protein come from? You can get protein from plant-based sources, okay? What I recommend is complete protein sources. They're going to be tofu, they're going to be tempeh. Tempeh is higher plant-based protein. Tofu is uh, also complete protein. Then there's hemp seeds is another one that people don't even realize that you can add in. There's a seed that contains all nine of the essential amino acids. But we were just touching on the likes of getting people to cook from scratch because a lot of people will call a spade a spade, we call white is white or black is black. People mm-hmm. don't know how to make food tasty. And that's key. Yeah. That tastes yeah. good. Absolutely. I, my favorite thing right now is this tempeh bacon. I make, I slice up the tempeh real thin and I put this like, uh, uh, I don't know, miso, agave, syrupy mixture together with some spices. And I let that tempeh marinate for like 24, 48 hours. And then I just cook it up just like bacon and grill it. And boy, it gives it that nice crispy flavor. And I make a big batch of it and it lasts me all week long. And I throw it on my salads, on, on my food, on a sandwich, whatever. It is phenomenal. So I love tempeh that. is my favorite. Tempeh is, and, and I have to point out because a lot of people say, oh, well, chicken has higher protein. But was the fact is, those tofu and that tempeh come from beans. So that means it has fiber. Fiber is in good gut health. How important is gut health? Because it improves your immune system. If you want a stronger immune system, if you want to be healthier, and the advantage is you can get it a hell of a lot cheaper, organic tofu and tempeh than you can the likes of oh, chicken. For sure. Hey, you know, you and I both know with the gas prices going up and the transportation costs, and you got to feed the beans to the cows to get the steak to you, the meat prices are going to go nowhere but up. So um, I'm with you. Yeah. And the fiber is key. Like most people, everybody gets enough protein in my mind. The protein is not the issue. The, pro- the issue is really the fiber and some of those other uh, nutrients that you, you got to think about because the fiber is what helps change, change your life, really. Get that stuff flowing. <laughs> Big time. No, I, I will be a firm believer that people do need to hit their protein targets and they need to hit their fiber. That's two things that I mm-hmm. find with clients that I train personally in the fitness business. It's they're lacking and they're like, firstly, lacking the knowledge of what foods to eat. Secondly, it's where to get them. And yep. I just want to touch on what was your previous diet like when you were growing up or just previous to a more plant-based approach? So what were you eating for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner? Because mm-hmm. um, my previous diet was, I was a 
ham sandwich man with <laughs> easy single cheese, literally yeah. that was probably 95% plastic, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I've probably lost uh, 50, 60 pounds since I switched. Um, that first year, I lost about 45 pounds and I've just sort of honed in since then. So it's been an amazing change in my life. I send you those fat Brian pictures from way back when, but um, yeah, I mean, I was your typical American diet, burgers and French fries. I mean, you can't go wrong with a buffalo chicken sandwich, you know, can't, I love that. I grew up Italian, so it's pasta and meatballs and lasagna. And uh, yeah, this, uh, I feel like I still love those things. I've just found plant-based alternatives to them and they're working and they're rocking it. So I love it. <clears throat> that's interesting with your italian background how do you deal with family occasions whether it be christmas which is difficult for a lot of people and the, i did a, a strict vegan trial there not this christmas the previous christmas and what i did was i actually didn't even tell anybody at the time that i started it and that our gathering a family there's about 17 of us so it kind of went unnoticed and there's a lot of things that you can eat but, and there was a lot of veg on offer that day, but the fact is that I had to meal prep in advance of that, but and what do you, strategies do you take? Yeah, I mean, my, obviously my immediate family knows I'm on this journey, you know, they're always watching my Facebook posts and everything. So I've actually gotten my sister to go vegetarian and I'm proud to say she's almost a year and a half into her vegetarian transition here. Um, so that's about half the family I'm getting on board here. So, um, my tricks are, I guess, twofold. Number one, like you said, meal prep a little bit. And when I'm going over to somebody's house, I'll just have something before I go. That way I can nibble on whatever silly sides they have for me and it not be a big deal. Or else number two, like my mom knows I'm coming. She'll just wind up making two versions of it. She'll make one with the real meatballs and one with some fake, fake meatballs or something. I mean, I wind up eating a little bit more processed foods than I would like at the holidays per se, but at least I feel like it's becoming a little bit more mainstream, a little bit more acceptable. And, you know, it's the holidays, you splurge a little bit, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's okay to have an Oreo cookie now and then, just don't make it a part of your daily routine, so. <laughs> Just to, to expand on that point. So the fact is that a lot of people say you can eat a processed diet and be vegan and Oreos are, or and there's some chocolates you could say pretty much are vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. So you can have an absolutely highly processed ba uh, based diet and still be a vegan or vegetarian or plant-based mm -hmm. as the, yeah. the case may be. But that's not what me and Brian have ever mentioned to you once. We don't go, do you know what you need right now? Yep, you need some Oreos in your diet. We don't <laughs> mention that. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I mean, I think, I, don't get me wrong. I think uh, an Oreo cookie or a nice piece of chocolate on a special occasion, that's spot on. Go for it. But yeah, I mean, you just need, you just need to get a little bit more plants going. I, I mean, I see your videos. You have some amazing gardens going there. I've got my little hydroponic garden in my house here. And I mean, I'm throwing together salads and cooking all those veggies up all the time. And I love it. So you've got to really embrace embrace the veggies, grow them yourself if you can, and just yes. learn how to prepare them. Like every veggie can be cooked like 40 different ways. So figure out which one you like and, and throw out those spices on it. And gosh, it's just delicious. So. Yeah, it's great that you touched on the likes of growing your own because I'm a firm believer in people right now either have more time or you have more money. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people right now, they have a little more time in their hands. So sowing a seed couldn't be any more 
of a beneficial advantage to you. If you have a small meter squared area at the back, you wouldn't believe what you could grow, what you could have. The likes of any of your dark leafy greens, whether it be rocket, whether it be spinach and mm -hmm. kale then coming into the cold, cooler winter months, unbelievable nutrients yeah. in those. Okay, that's the main advantage of growing your own. And then because I really have a passion and a, a niche in making sure that people consume more organic foods or chemical free if you're growing it on your own. Mm -hmm. That is an absolute breadwinner. Why? Because we'll touch on and expand on it here. The likes of glyphosate, which is an active ingredient found in Roundup, as we typically know, that are sprayed in and around your patio, around your footpaths or pavements. And that is and has been proven to be a carcinogenic. That's a killer. That's an absolute mm -hmm. killer. And that ends up in the food system when you have genetically modified seeds, which is another point we'll touch on because uh, the likes of tofu and tempeh are typically grown in poor countries. Maybe South America might be one of the main sources of it. So they, they are key to get those organically. And when you're getting those organically, and registered with either organic trust and you have to trust somebody the whole idea of it is they're governing bodies that can prove that those have been produced without the likes of genetically modified seeds that can tolerate the sprays so that means you're getting something that's high protein in your tofu or tempeh and it doesn't contain harsh chemicals such as that glyphosate and then there's the fact that some people say there's no difference between organic and there's no difference between conventional with nutritional value but sometimes it's actually not what's in the food it's actually what's not in it and harsh chemicals being one of those main differences like i'll yeah. give people say on oh, nutritional value oh man it doesn't really matter it's okay you can get a study to say anything but as sure as hell there's no ifs and buts about i know what's not on the vegetables that i'm, I'm eating and growing myself and that's sure. like I said, killer absolutely i mean i guess my two comments to that are really like i had my garden last year and and I did okay on it. But this year I'm doubling the size of my garden and I do the square foot gardening method. So I'm doing like a four by four square box and it's sort of raised up and like, I don't have to dig. I don't have to worry about the ground. I just throw my proper mulches and stuff in there and get some amazing vegetables. And this year for the first time, I'm gonna try some potatoes and carrots and get some of those deep rooted veggies in there. And I'm so excited to try it, but I mean, it's honestly true. Those those um, sprays and chemicals out there are honestly just slowly poisoning us. And and there's a company here in North Carolina, I think, that's coming out with some medicine to help counteract those effects. And I'm just like, we shouldn't even have to be worrying about that kind of stuff. If we just grow it the right way from the get-go, we don't need to put poison in our bodies and then have another pill to help us get rid of it. Like, that's just like counterintuitive. But, but yeah, I mean... Uh, you all have more time on your hands with this crazy COVID thing. So like get out there and plant, at least plant some tomatoes. They're so easy. So that's one of my favorite crops, but as well as that, if you're, if you're growing potatoes, you got to start sending me photographs and videos, man, and okay. see how, how things are going. I'll give you a couple of pointers, hands down. That's what I'll do. You send them to me straight over on Instagram and I'll get back to you immediately. I love it. Let's do it. I'm going to need and some help. I've never tried no, it. No, no problem at all. But I'll, touch on that point i love the way we're on organics as well we got onto that the fact is that there is another argument with the likes of individuals who say you with organic produce they can use harsh chemicals such as things that come from blue stain blue stone or copper mm -hmm. sulfate which can be toxic in certain amounts but again just because something is allowed in organics doesn't mean it's used okay and as well as that if it is used it's used in very small amounts and that's important to know where your food is coming from whether you know the farmer, you know the grower, or you're growing it yourself, 
And how do you avoid what and why is copper sulfate used in organic methods? It's used to control blight, which is the main problem, which caused the major famine in nine way back when mm-hmm. and in, in Ireland. But the fact is, you don't have to use copper sulfate. There are also it's prevention is key, just as we're yeah. talking about why get a chemical or, or an antibiotic to help improve your gut health because of toxic chemicals. Eliminate the middleman there and eat clean cut your own growing somebody else grew a chemical free veg for the win but the thing yeah. is how do you avoid it is to grow blight resistant varieties blight resistant varieties are different depending on your country but also ones that you can grow in earlier varieties that don't go into a, a harvested a crop before the likes of that disease comes yeah. into occurrence in wherever you're located so there are two handy ones that people can take away from this okay and you're you're obviously you're obviously a much better farmer than I am on that front but like that's where we should be going to local like at least in my area there are farmers markets every weekend that you got to go and check out and that's where you can find the local tempeh or the local stuff that's grown in these small batches on these small farms where you don't have to worry about the bigger bigger thing of it so yeah I mean check out your local farms because there's so many amazing and you need to support your local economies so I love it no, that's the winner. And I literally harp on about that. It's a triangle that I have. It's like lo- local down here, fresh over here and organic. It's the pyramid. Yeah. Why? Because when you get things like that, that's the gold standard right there. You get it local, you get it fresh, you get it organic. You're winning. It's not only beneficial for you, it's also beneficial for the environment, the soil. Because actually what happens when you end up using uh, glyphosate any of those harsh chemicals it literally kills the microorganisms that are not only located in your gut they're also in the soil so mm-hmm. if you ever noticed uh wherever you're based in america the periphery edges of the grass are sprayed with lads with masks and big massive suits on them and it'll sink down that soil area whether it be on the edge of the periphery edges of your garden you spray it you commonly see it people with knapsacks around the periphery of your garden what happens is the soil level drops down a couple of inches mm-hmm. what actually happens is you're killing those microorganisms, you're getting all the things that break down the vitamins and minerals that then the plants or or the grass in that particular case will be taking up. And then whatever that plant takes up, whether it be the Roundup or the vitamins and minerals and the nutrients that are in the soil, including the water, Mm -hmm. is is what we consume. That's what you eat. Yeah. Not to mention you're probably walking on it, dragging it in the house and everything else. So gosh, don't get me started on that. So yeah. And I just want to um, touch on the, like we have been touching on, we call it environmental impacts, trying to go local and trying to go fresh. Mm-hmm. The fact is that the nutrients that are in the soil, we touched on, but with the likes of a plant-based diet, okay, we touched on protein, but another one is omega-3s that typical people will touch on. Or mm-hmm. What are your approaches to that? Do you get bloods tested or what are the foods that you use yourself that are be, will be high in omega-3s or Along yeah, those lines. absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm a complete nutaholic. So I, I'm taking a handful of the walnuts and the almonds and the cashews and the peanuts, and they're all hiding different little variations of that in there, in my opinion. Um, but my secret is, is probably the chia seeds. I just love the chia seeds. I've got a big old bag of it, and I sprinkle them on everything. And those are full of the omega-3s. And so I'm just, you know, I drop a, a couple of tablespoons in my smoothie. I sprinkle some on my salad. I mean, throw them in my sandwich. You're hiding them everywhere. You don't even notice them sometimes. Most of the time they're pulverized up in a smoothie. So I don't know. You just, you figure out what, what those little things are and you're sprinkling them on stuff um, on that front. You know, I throw some coconut shreds. I've just got all these little, 
little toppings that I'm hiding in my food that that's where some nutrients are and I'm sprinkling them in every chance I get. I just leave them on my countertop so they're front and center in my face and I just take that pinch and throw them in. That's actually a good one. And, and we'll expand on that point. The fact is that you have them there at arm's reach. When I actually get the majority of my nuts or seeds, I use a lot of flax seeds, which are high in omega-3. I use chia yeah. seeds as well. And following that, I do have walnuts in my diet. Mm-hmm. And spirulina is another thing that I add in. And But I just must point out the fact that you have them there close. And I, what I do is if I ever do end up getting nuts, I try to get them in a jar. But if I don't, I end up taking them out of whatever container they do come in, typically plastic, and put yeah. them into a glass jar because there's toxins that can leak from the plastic into the likes of the food that you're eating, whether oh, it actually be nuts or not. You, I should have showed you those glass red pepper flake jars like at the pizza places. You know what I mean? Those are perfect little hole sizes for the flaxseed and the chia. And I forgot I have the flaxseeds. I don't have them front and center. That's why they're in my pantry. But when I do remember I run out of the chia seeds, I usually grab, grab the flax meal or something and throw that on there. So yeah, you just figure it yeah. out and sprinkle it on. <clears throat> Smoothies are actually a winner. And one of the reasons why I started doing smoothies for a lot of the clients and people that I train one-to-one and online now at the minute is the fact that they're so easy to put in all your different powders, sprinkles, nuts, and mm-hmm. seeds. And yeah. then that just gets you right where you want, where you are to where you want to be. Getting more vitamins, getting more minerals. And the and more that's, of those that's things. The, yeah. That's the other trick on a, on a Sunday. I'm just trying to meal prep those. You know, you get the little couple containers and you sort of pre-make your smoothie mixtures for the most part. And you got four or five of them lined up. Whenever you need a smoothie, you just take this and that and dump it in and hit the mix button and you're done. You don't have to grab 40 ingredients. You get them all sort of pre-mixed like that. So plan ahead. You'll save time and be able to eat healthy on the go quick. So one of the meals or kind of a things sometimes happens with people is they don't have enough sauces or spices and things. And actually just something that I've done in the last 24 hours and 48 hours, making a dressing, a salad dressing that you can put onto any meal with yeah. hemp seeds. Hemp seeds, it was uh, tahini. Following that, it was warm water, all mixed up. I put in a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Like yeah. so similar yeah. to the likes of a dressing, but yet it single ingredients classics and water in a blender adding it to whatever i'm going to do it all this week 100 i'm going to do it absolutely it's, it's yeah small hacks and tricks and it's all alternatives i don't ever get people to take out from the food from their diet i always focus on the positives put something back in mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely it's just getting in that rotation i find i'm in like a two-week rotation i'll cook a meal almost every day this week but I make so much of it that I wind up throw it in the freezer or throw it in the fridge. And then next week, I don't do anything. I'm just eating a little bit of leftovers of last week's food kind of a thing. And then again, you sprinkle a couple of things. So like, you know, I go through these cycles of cook a whole bunch and relax a whole bunch. Yeah, that's a, that's a tip that I actually use myself. I, and with other people that I uh, mentor, is the fact is last night's dinner, today's lunch. Absolutely. So Typically your breakfast is sorted. Why? Because you're at home or wherever you're yeah. staying. Yeah. And then you can make and have whatever you have. But then it's lunch times when people's on the go where you could be on the office or you could be extremely busy wherever your work is based. But the fact is, if you literally had that in a meal prep uh, glass container or a bamboo lunchbox, you're yeah. on to a winner. Why? Because you know exactly what's in it because you made it yourself. You had it last night. These are your leftovers. Make for two, eat for one. Next, last night's dinner, today's lunch is one of the easiest and simple things. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I usually try and make for four or five because then I'm going to have dinner tonight. I have lunch tomorrow, leftovers, and then the other two I'm freezing <clears throat> and they, they just thaw out and you're done. So, you know, it's up, it's up to you if you're into the freezing thing, you know, so they'll, they'll keep a week or two in the freezer. No problem. Right. What I want to do now is I want to try break down for the listeners and what are three tips we could come up okay with for people becoming more plant-based okay so we can you we can combine our ideas together but what sure. would strategies that would you used or that you currently use in a more higher plant-based diet yourself um i mean i think obviously you and i are very very passionate about growing your own so if you're not if you're not doing that i don't know what are the simplest things you can do is grab a thyme or a mint plant that are probably at your grocery store in the hydroponic section. You buy them, you come home, you chop a little into your, your pasta or something, but then plant it. And the mint plant just grows like weeds and you'll have fresh mint for anything that you want. And it's such a nice little variety. So just get into figuring out how to grow a couple things that you love and repeat that over and over and over. And then pretty soon you'll call yourself a gardener. So uh, you know, that's how it worked for me. Like four or five years ago, I started with one or two things and now it's just blossomed into, I'm just so excited to get out and garden this spring. So how's that for a first one? What do you think? That is a classic, that is a classic first one. I have to say mm. that. Mint, I would highly recommend you to keep it in a pot because exactly that, it does spread like absolute wildfire. But yeah, you can't kill that and- one. <laughs> you can't. So be careful for those people who are trying to encourage them to look after their veg patch. If you plant mint in there, by God, it will it's take gone. over. Yeah. He's gone. She's a runner. He's a marathon. Yeah. Ultra marathon, that fella is. Um, but to further expand on that point in relation to mint, mint is one of the top 10 antioxidant herbs. I'm actually a firm believer in eating foods that benefit you, and they're extremely beneficial foods, such as antioxidants, um, are extremely high in herbs and spices and mint being in the top 10 and one of the main advantages of eating firstly organic produce is they contain higher antioxidants when compared to conventional and one of those main reasons may be due to the fact that they might get more little natural nibbles or they're under a little bit of stress and when plants are under stress they produce these antioxidants and then those are the added advantages of when they produce that (laughs) chemical beneficial chemical we end up consuming that so a little bit of stress in the plant ends up benefiting us and that's just another point i'd love to expand on in there yeah i mean i i have the mint basil and thyme plants um in my my little garden here inside the house and every smoothie i'm just picking off a couple little couple little leaves and throwing them in my smoothie whether you even notice the flavor or not it's just a great way to just throw a few extra nutrients in your smoothie so yeah herbs spices for the win i'd be major passionate on them um basil is another one to prolong its life it's typically grown at warmer countries or warmer in warmer climates mm-hmm. due to the fact that's where it originates from but only harvesting the top two leaves Brian, this is a tip for you now straight off okay. the bat only harvesting the top two leaves so the two more side shoots are going to come out for you that's a major tip for anybody listening to this i want to grow a little bit of their own this year and in ireland particularly you need to either have it on a windowsill a warm windowsill and or a glass house or a polytunnel to get mm-hmm. and the harvest off the likes of because it comes from a typical hot loving it's a hot loving plant yeah i want to say you might you might have posted a video about this but i did watch something on basil and if you pick it the right way you can almost keep it alive indefinitely just like a mint plant so it's it's amazing yeah Yeah. 
That's a sure by winner. Right. That's a classic one, right? We're going with number two, Brian. We're going for tip two for a plant-based diet. Um, going in with? I, I, I guess to me, it's like, uh, start, start expanding your horizons. You know what I mean? Like most of the people on the planet eat the same five things and it's just terrible. Like there are 10,000 vegetables out there. I mean, you, in Ireland, you probably got 500 kinds of potatoes, like get out there and try some new stuff. People open your horizons, expand your palate. My mom hates kale but I have found little sneaky ways of slipping kale into some recipes and she doesn't even know it. And then she's like, what is this? It's good. I go, it's kale. And then she's like, oh, I don't like kale. Well, you do. If you do it the right way, kale is an amazing leafy fibrous vegetable that you've got to sneak in your diet somehow. So expand your horizons. There's 500 kinds of lettuce, try them all, see which one you like. Arugula isn't for everybody. Kale isn't for everybody, but there is a lettuce out there that's loaded with nutrients and it's way better than iceberg lettuce. I can assure you of that. Oh, definitely. So. Well, I, I love talking about nutrients and the benefits of foods. Magnesium is massively high in dark leafy greens. And arugula, for those of you who don't know, Irish or European listeners, is rocket. Both rocket in bean in season, kale just finishing up over here in Ireland. And mm-hmm. those, what I do with my kale is kale curry chips full dinosaur oh, kale yeah. sprinkle a curry in the oven pop it out literally five minutes later crunch unbelievable Jack. unbelievable i love it i love it right brian we're going with our third and final tip plant-based here we mm-hmm. go um <clears throat> i'd probably go back to what we talked about before and and that's to to meal prep it you know what i mean um a plant-based diet that's low in sodium high in fiber it takes some planning you know what i mean you 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 can't be a gourmet chef every single day but you can be a gourmet chef two or three times a week and you can make enough to make it last for a long time so i'm a really i've turned into a really big fan of of the meal prep on that front so don't be afraid to make extra figure out your way of preserving it whether you eat it for lunch tomorrow or the next couple of days or you want to throw it in the freezer whatever you want to do but meal prep your way to the life that you want so i absolutely love it those three will just recap on them again uh, grow a little bit of your own try new veggies don't stick to the same old veg you're having every ding dong day broaden your horizons and third one is meal prep absolutely key all right brian i always finish up my show by asking the you yourself to tell the listeners where's the best place for them to reach out to you and know a little bit more about you and your brand that you're putting out there on social media yeah absolutely well coleman it's been a pleasure talking with you and i love what you're doing i love following you and seeing your videos so keep doing what you're doing for sure i don't i don't 100 know what i'm doing with this idea but it's realmeneatplants.com that's where you can get started. I'm on all the social media stuff. I haven't joined TikTok like Coleman yet, but I'm hoping to soon. Um, but realmeneatplants.com. I'm Brian. It's Brian at realmeneatplants.com. So drop me a note. I am trying to help shift and change the paradigm for men's health by helping men come to the awareness that they need by adopting a plant-based diet in some way, shape, or form. Um, everything in moderation, like like we talked about here. If you want to have a piece of meat once a month, that's fine with me. You want to have an Oreo cookie once a month, that's fine. But we need to shift the society on this planet to more uh, 
plant-based organic foods like Coleman and I are talking about here, and you will not regret it. It'll save the planet, it'll save your health, and it will change the world. So help me spread the word, get other bacon-loving men out there to come check us out and give my 30-day challenge a try. Um, I challenge you to, to adopt it for 30 days and see the difference it makes in your life. Brilliant, Brian. What a way to end the show, all right? And I always finish up and wrap up by saying, stay tuned, stay classy, and keep it organic. Love it. You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you.